0: T T B. Music for class.
1: I can see the little thing moving. Yeah. As the
0: uh That's my <laughs>
1: So, uh, I think this is podcast four. I think it is, if you can hear me
0: okay. You can hear me okay?
1: I can hear you okay, yes. And uh, I can see the little things moving up and down. I see. I I also see
0: things, little things moving up and down. Yes, the WAVs. The WAVs are (laughs) with us. Yeah.
1: Cool. Uh, I'm not sure the WAVs are two metres apart, though. That's the problem. Ah, Well, we're certainly two metres apart. Yeah. Uh <laughs> more than two miles apart, indeed. Yeah, applied, yeah it.
0: exactly. <laughs> At least a borough apart. Oh, <laughs> <Well>, yes, yes.
1: <laughs> So we're safe. I think uh yeah. unless COVID can be uh passed over the internet, which I'm sure there probably are some Oh I'm uh, sure people online who think this is true. <laughs> um <laughs> okay. just, just disable the five G. There we go. Oh, well, yeah. Thankfully, my phone's in really 4G. Otherwise, you'd be worried, mate. Mm. You know.
0: Yeah.
1: Anyway, we're back with six brand new records to review uh, on this podcast. We shall be reviewing new albums by uh, The Strokes, Pearl Jam, Jua Lipa, All Time Low, Laura Marlin, and Fiona Apple. So, let's kick off with you, Pete, and sixth album uh, from The Strokes uh, the new Abnormal. Normal uh, it's their first record apparently since 2013's Come Down Machine which if I remember rightly wasn't really that worth talking about which may have been why yeah.
0: we didn't bother reviewing it well, we didn't did we I was trying to think if we'd ever reviewed an album of theirs but no
1: no this is the first album we've reviewed by that I, I
0: think Come Down Machine is the only one we could have done before this yeah. one so yeah, because they they've sort of been quiet, haven't they, for a last decade, apart from the occasional yeah. the occasional um, stroke. Um, I well, um, let me get my voice on. I mostly like this album, um, particularly the beginning. I thought the uh, the opening tracks. There's something very familiar about the Strokes, and I think it's probably testament. Um, Again, us not reviewing the last album, who's to say? I think this was very much a a, a very return to form. Too early for the cliches. But there's something very familiar about their style of music, and I think that probably speaks to how influential they have become in the intervening decade and a half or so since they first sort of burst onto the scene. Um, And and in that most of the sort of indie rock, guitar-driven bands that we've reviewed on this podcast over the last 10 years feel like they could be Strokes albums. And I mean this in the nicest possible way. This isn't a backhanded compliment. I actually think um, yeah. that the, 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 this album in particular reflects very much where that genre of music is and has been for several years. Again, that's not a backhanded compliment. I actually think it's really sharp. Um, so, yeah, I, I overall really liked this album more so than I thought I would as well. Um, because I don't know about you, um, since the early noughties, they haven't really registered for me as a band at all. Uh, they've sort of fallen into that black hole of um, bands that, oh, yeah, them. <laughs> you know yes yeah we yeah. Purport, purport to be music fans and yet there are some real obvious ones that we've missed <laughs> <laughs> over the last however long we've been going um and i think they definitely fit into this that category as you've alluded to at the top um so in particular i really liked uh, there's a couple of tracks i pulled out uh because i just i just felt they were very um typical but again I think really, fairly, you know, really good. Um, I like selfless, uh, towards the start of the album. If I, as I said at the beginning, I really like the, the beginning of the album. So the first few tracks, uh, to, to be honest, there really isn't a bum track on here. I actually listened to the whole album, you know, a couple of times at least. And, and there yeah. was never a moment I was bored. Um, there was never a moment I thought, oh yeah, that's the duffer. That's the filler. Um, it's all killer. I, uh, you know, so, I mean, selfless. I particularly like. I also liked. There was a really interesting use of um, synth and electronica on a couple of tracks as well. I pull out Brooklyn Bridge to chorus. Uh, yeah, to I really see. like that. It's kind of like a disco indie pop. Exactly, um, and I, I, you know, and a clever title too. But yeah, I really like this so that that real sort of synth driven opening, um, which was very quite different actually to the what the rest of the album. Uh, I think there was a, I can't know what was it called, a track further along towards the end as well, where they repeated the same trick. And I thought, ooh, that's good. I like it. Since. <laughs> um, You know, I mean, I love a synth. So, well, indeed. So, uh, you know, overall, as I say, really liked it. I'll stop waffling.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think what you in there was were the things that uh, appealed to me Generally about the album, I think it was actually musically more varied than you might have predicted. Should yes, we say exactly? Um, um, I mean, I'm when we go back to when the when the when they made their big splash, if you like, so two thousand and one, I think. What? it was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is, is this you know? Is this it? And I have to confess, I was. Yeah. You know, Many of my friends and people whose taste I respect and still respect yeah. um, really like really like this album. And I, I just you know it didn't really rock my boat when, when it came out originally. Um, in fact, I was one of those people that kind of thought the title kind of summed it up a bit. Yeah, was right, like, yeah. there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. is it? Yeah. But, um, I mean time, to be fair, has mellowed me a bit on the, al- the, album, the album quickly. But you're right in the sense that, regardless of my opinion of the record the record itself. A bit like the Stone Roses album that we've debut album that we discussed before. Uh, both were definitely albums that have that have influenced bands since. So whilst their original album was one that was heavily influenced by other people. Yeah. They packaged that album and then influenced lots of indie bands over the last twenty years. I and I was thinking, uh, do I really want to listen to Strokes' Record. Um and I thought, oh, Rick Rubin's produced it. Maybe that would be interesting. Um, and as you say, I think this is, you know, quite a fun and enjoyable record, really. Uh, also, like you said, the, the basic sound of the band is definitely still there. Um, but there's a bit more go- going on. And I agree with you that the start, particularly adults, are Talking Selfless, Brooklyn Bridge to Chorus particularly, yeah. uh, really, really strong start. Um, Speaking of influences, it's good to see them lifting Billy Idol's "Dancing with Myself" on "Bad Decisions" and the psychedelic first to in You" on "Eternal Summer." Yeah. Um, although I think they have credited both of those oh. since. <laughs> um, uh, um, and also, actually, on um, "Eternal Summer," this it, starts off with a kind of falsetto vocal thing, and then goes all a bit kind of Pink Floydy vocally halfway through it, which was, I thought, was quite interesting. Um but yeah it's it kind of forty five minutes right long um
0: so it's quite enjoyable yeah yeah I agree um really really good
1: really really good, so moving on uh to another band i'm see i'm not sure if we've, if we've reviewed pill jam before or not again another one I'd have to look it up um. Uh, if I had time on my hands, so being, being at home, I could perhaps do this, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> clearly <laughs> clearly, I haven't. Um, anyway, it's Pearl Jam's 11th album, but again, first in seven years. So again, if we have reviewed them, it probably would have been their previous album. Um, this is an interesting one. Uh, probably because it's uh, one of the the longer albums, maybe the longest album on the podcast, so it's just clocking in just under an hour. Um, On the positive side, I was impressed to find that the band still sound actually remarkably fresh. Um, On the less positive side, uh, I found the album a bit uneven. Um, Yeah. Although perhaps perhaps for a good reason, because I felt that actually they were trying to be a slightly more adventurous with their sound and being less constrained by their brand, if you like, um, with some more interesting song arrangements. Um, but the album did feel long. Um, and the fact that 17 minutes of that almost hour is taken up by the final three tracks, um, I think is quite telling. Um, on the but again on the positive side it starts off great. Um, whoever said Super Blood, Wolfman, Man, uh, Dance to the Clairvoyance, which is possibly my favorite track on the album. Um, all really, really great 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 songs. It then kind of like mm-hmm, at mm-hmm. seven o'clock in the mid bang in the middle of the album, which again I think is really, really good. Um, and the rest of it is fine. And if you listen to the tracks individually, they're all fine, but it kind of lost me a bit towards the end of the record, and I was a bit kind of, hmm, yeah. Um, I would have preferred it if it had been a 40-minute album rather than a 57-minute album, I, thought, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I thought, again, um I you to mentioned they sound fresh I I put at the top of my notes here his voice sounds as certain as it ever did um which is you know remarkable they oh. sound they sound fresh he sounds fresh um it begins a really sort sort of it starts really well but, like, but again like the strokes have the first few tracks really enjoyed really enjoyed I think it was I think it was the first track um which yeah say it's really good yeah yeah it feels like three tracks in one and you think, oh this album's got pace um which is massively disappointing when you get further on because <laughs> it starts with such pace and such fervor oh this is going to be good i'm going to enjoy this and then as you say by about halfway through the album I'm like yeah i'm kind of done now <laughs> yeah it's like Hello. It's not bad,
1: and everything's no, still fine. You just, are think, just thinking, you know, it's, it stops kind of
0: grabbing your attention. Yeah, and and it gets after that sort of burst of energy at the beginning, it gets a lot calmer and a lot gentler as it as it sort of slows down through the gears. It doesn't move up through the gears; it, it sort of slows down. And and I think when you get to that 17 minute. Um, you know, run of there I mean, it is it's positively middle of the road, which is probably, I think, one of the worst things you can say about a band such as Pearl Jam, considering where they've come from. Indeed. Yes. No, uh, it's 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 really not so great. Yeah. Half great, half not great. Yeah, exactly. There's a really good EP in there somewhere <laughs> moving on uh, uh,
1: moving on to pop in fact uh, the second album from Dua Lipa uh, Future Nostalgia I think it's called it? yeah. yes yes. so keeping up our, th- our uh, habit of reviewing pop as well as rock Oh, we're down with the duo.
0: Definitely. Um, I, really, I, I really enjoyed this album. Uh, I'm not ashamed to say it. Uh, it's, <laughs> as you know, uh, I always look forward to our first big pop album of the year. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually about this time of year. It's usually around... Oh, no, we've had the Pesho Boys, sorry. It's usually around this time of year we get a big summer pop album. Um, well, yeah, because so they all have the Halsey album as well, but again, this is, a slight, this is slightly more Kylie yeah. Disco vibe on it. Exactly, exactly. The Halsey album is great too. Um, this has got that real sort of summer vibe to it. You know you're just going to hear it over and over and over again, and, and you don't mind. It, it sounds it sounds great. You used the word fresh earlier. This sounds fresh. It's it's a great pop, pop album. Um, and I don't know why – I don't know if it's because – it harks back to some of the great pop albums of my youth um i mean there's no escaping that the track physical is just drenched in the 1980s um and and and, and all the stuff that i'd have probably laughed at and dismissed in the 1980s <laughs> i love about it um and again, I think oh, it's one of the, the late uh, – there's, there's a few samples on here as well. I kept hearing things things that I know I definitely sampled from other places. Um, love again, yes. for example. I meant,
1: I meant, I meant, I meant, I meant to look up. Yeah. Um, uh, I've got a post note literally in front of me on the desk here saying, "Look up where the samples from." These two tracks are from, and I haven't bothered doing, oh, I'm it. doing it. I'm doing it now because
0: it, it, was,
1: it was. Is there a, a sample Is it cool as well that's yeah. got a sample in it? I'm
0: to see the one that's got a sample in it. Yeah. I was like, where's that from? Where's that sample from? Uh, oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, got it. Love Again is um, White Town. Do you remember? Um, late 90s. Um, I Can Never Be Your Woman. Yes. Yeah, by Whitetown. That one. Um, yes. Yeah, really, really clever use of a sample there. <laughs> so there you go. So not only is it drenched in 80s, it's picked up something from the, the sort of mid to late 90s as well. Everything is <laughs> nostalgia these days. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, really enjoyed it. Great album.
1: Yeah, I think, I think it's... A fun record as
0: well. I mean, what, what,
1: there are several things I like about it. Uh, one, its length. It is 37 minutes long. <laughs> it's a pop album that's 37 minutes long. That, that's how long a pop album should be. You know, rock albums, you know, you're meant to be up your own arse a bit. Pop albums, you should be, it should be three minute pop songs. Your album should be this, this time. What I like, uh, and it sounds great. Which is quite surprising, given that no two songs are produced by the same person or group of people. That's remarkable. Yeah, yeah. Despite that, the album does sound coherent and works as an album as well as a collection of songs to be playlisted, which is what's going to happen for most of the target audience of the record. Um, but as you say, I think Julia Lipa and her uh, bunch of well-chosen co-writers. I've crafted a collection of songs that are, you know, bright, infectious in a no-Covid manner. Um, and, yeah, just in- enjoyable. I mean, I think the the three singles, I think, I think there's been three singles so far, which are Don't Start Now, Break My Heart, and Physical, which you've already mentioned. And I think they are certainly three of the standout cuts, and I think Physical um, is the standout track on the album for me. Um, along with Boys Will Be Boys, actually, at the end of the album, which obviously is uh, quite a nice kind of uh, almost not quite me too-ish, but certainly along the lines of you know mansplaining type, mm-hmm. and you know boys will get forgiven for doing stuff that girls won't get forgiven doing, kind of kind of song, um, and that's me really like that, that song was actually under two minutes. No, under three minutes, right? Yeah, even better. Very sharp, um, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's it's an old-fashioned album. It's something that's under 40 minutes, starts, saps through, finishes, and you kind of go, yeah, that was fun. I'd still take the of the Album that we reviewed a couple of podcasts to go over this one. It has to be said, if I it, if it, if it had to pick one or the other. Ooh. However, it's still a really good pop record, and on this evidence, Miss Lipper is certainly uh, one of the better proponents of modern pop music out there. Ooh, wow. Praise D We indeed. move on uh, to... What do we want on to? Oh, we're moving on to um, All Time Low, uh, Wake Up Sunshine. Uh, another, another band we've not reviewed before. This is their 8th studio album. No. Yeah. From the band from Maryland. Um, so they're now one of the uh, longest standing proponents of the uh, pop-punk genre that was sort of started off by the likes of Green Day and Blink-182 all those years ago. Mm. Uh, I think the last time we reviewed anything that kind of fitted into that this genre was possibly the 5 Seconds of Summer album we did a couple of years ago? Oh, yeah. Two years ago, three years ago, whatever. Um, so, yeah. Kind of does what it says in the genre tin, really, if we're being honest about it. Um, for me, this is one of those records that I found quite enjoyable while I was actually listening to it. But apart from a couple of tracks, which I'll name in a minute, there wasn't anything that really stuck out. And whilst it was quite jolly and fun, whilst it was on... It was all a bit interchangeable and didn't really get under my skin particularly. Um, the songs that I would say were the ones that broke out of that particular thing were um, "Sleeping In," which uh, is certainly been one of the singles. It's a very fun video for that, uh, which involved the band seemingly all being dumped by their girlfriends and then going to get rescue animals to fill the emotional emotional void. <laughs> Well worth checking out. It used to be actually quite entertaining. Um, wake Up wake up, Sunshine, which I also liked, and towards a bit further on the album, Safe, which I thought was a really good track. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, it was one of those albums that, like I said, I listened to, quite enjoyed when it was on, and then it was a bit forgettable, apart from those tracks, when it wasn't on.
0: But, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, I was bored. I didn't like it um no you, it's, not punkness. it's not it's not that it's just maybe it's that maybe it's that sort of bubble gum skater punk rock it's it's not in the same league as green day um how dare you <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like it's like we did review the five seconds of summer album a couple of years ago. Um, I don't think, I, I I just think this sound, and without sounding like a cantankerous old man, which I'm fast becoming, I just think this sound <laughs> has had its day. Um, it's Green Day, no. Uh, it, it's just, it sounds awfully dated now, awfully dated. It's the sort of stuff you hear on sort of late 90s movies, <laughs> soundtracks, you know the sort of thing. Ouch. You know, it's just that you know, that sort of thing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I, I was just bored with this album. And I, I, and I, I all right, okay, what, what can I say? This, yeah, I'm being pretty harsh. But then, in the middle of the album, it does see to sort of finds its feet, and settles down, and yeah, you get to tracks like Monsters and Safe. I, I think, more, and I thought, I think more as well, I think. Yeah, I, I, I like those tracks, and and I actually I also like Melancholy Kaleidoscope and Summer Days as well. Uh, you know, so I think I think at the beginning it just sort of it felt very uh, you know formulated, but actually I quite like I quite I got into it I got into it, but like you I suppose and once I sort of said I appreciated it for what it was towards the end, but then I put it down and completely forgot about it again.
1: Yeah. It was one of the albums when that uh, when I was having, when I was trying to make some notes for the podcast. Uh, I realised I'd listened to the album three times, and apart from um, uh, what someone someone say, say, the one video, the video uh, apart from sleeping in. Yeah, I only remember that because
0: Sarah and I had watched the watched the video for it a couple of times. Well, well, with, um, yeah, without the video, I, it, it was just dull. I, I guess with, <laughs> the video made it memorable. <laughs>
1: Yeah, seriously, you should definitely, definitely check that.
0: out YouTuber there on. Check out the video of sleeping in. It is quite entertaining. I love that. That's that's fine. That's cool. I, I like that. I suppose. Um, yeah, and I, I'm sorry, this didn't do it do it for me at all. And and I guess, I guess this particular genre's not going to do it for me anymore. Those days are gone. There you go. I did go. Oh, that, that wasn't a review. Exactly. I mean, that wasn't just a review of a band. That was a review of a whole genre. I'm finished. <laughs>
1: I like that. That's what we're missing on this podcast. Kind of, kind of like people just drawing a line on this again. No, not having this anymore. No, no, no. no. Saying, uh, I ended up the Drake album, but you know. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> you know. We were, we were quite happy to diss one of the best selling albums of all time. I remember. That <laughs> <laughs> was just dull. <laughs> yeah. What did we know about music? I
0: know. not a lot. Well, that's the irony, you see. The Drake album. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> we love that genre. We really got into that genre. Yeah. You know? um, well, it's true, yes. Yeah. It's true, you know, it's there true. Are so many better artists out there. Well, there we go. I'm done. I'll shut up. Okay, we finish uh, with oh we finished the ladies
1: actually right. two ladies yeah. so first of all we have the seventh album from Laura Marlin uh, song for our daughter uh, all the songs apparently written to an imaginary child uh, this was an album that wasn't meant to come out until August September but she moved it forward due to the pandemic and decided you know fuck it it's done. Let's just get out there. Oh, it's a lockdown album. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so this is someone we have reviewed before, so we definitely yes. at least reviewed her last album that I think we both quite liked. Yes. Uh, i not sure if we've reviewed more than one or not, but definitely the last one, Semper...
0: Semper... What was it called? Yeah. Whatever it was called. We also... Yeah. We, we, also we also reviewed her collaboration. Was it last year, year before? Well, it wouldn't be last year, would it? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Judith, yes. Anywho. Anywho. Miss Mark, she's back. Yeah. Um, Is it any- <laughs> So I'm still calming down. <laughs> which this help which this album would help with. It's um Yeah, well indeed, yes. Exactly and, and uh, uh, it's it's a very quiet, reflective album. Um I, again, again second half probably more settled and stronger, I felt. Um maybe it just took me a few listens to sort of take it in because because it does start so quietly overall. You're saying that's
1: quite funny, cause I've literally written in my notes. Second half more relaxed musically. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. It just feels more more confident. Um I just it just it was just more enjoyable the second half. Uh uh, you know, I, and and uh, but overall, I liked the album, but I just felt that the second half was was definitely more relaxed and more at ease. Um, and there were tracks on there like um, "Fortune," um, which I, I like. It had a sort of very Beatlesy, sort of um, she le- she's leaving home sort of vibe to the story. That oh, you know, was, yeah, see, I, I, hadn't thought, I hadn't thought that, but yeah. now you mention it, yeah, yeah, really, yeah, sort of that sort of vibe to the story. Um, and and uh, I think for you as well was my other uh, standout from the album. Again, I think towards the end. Um, yes, I think for you is definitely one of the best tracks one, on the record. One, one of the best tracks. Thank you. Uh, so, no, no, overall I really like this. Um, very acoustic. I, I remember the collaboration we listened to last year was very, obviously because it's got a major collaboration, it was very different and very much more upbeat, whereas this felt more like a sort of return to, to bass what you would expect from a Laura Marling record. And I can see now having now you having explained her decision to push it forward, uh, in these times, as it were, uh, that sort of has a set that kind of makes sense.
1: Yeah, I suppose so. I do not really thought that either, but yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think you're talking about the collaboration, which which again, I can't remember which called either, but yes, but it was very, it was a very good record. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, that album, and indeed, indeed, the last Laura Marlin album was a bit, was definitely a bit more upbeat and had more guitars and stuff going on it, mm. going on in it. Well, and this, as you say, this is definitely more, more a step backwards to more, more towards a more stripped back, simple yeah. acoustic sound. Um, and I was a bit lukewarm to this actually on the first couple of couple of listens. I was just like thinking, oh, this is wow. strange, you know. Always oh, quite like Laura Marlin, oh, yeah. This is a bit kind of. Eh. You know? And then and then it was it was our old favourite, the classic third listen. Where I kind of went Yeah ah, Okay, yeah, now I get it. It's coming together. Yeah, I get I get get it get it. And I and I'm like you I I do like the real like, I agree with you the second half I do prefer the second half generally, but I also do like the first two tracks. I really like it, Alexandra, which is uh kind of inspired or in in reference to a Leonard Cohen song called Alexandra's Leaving uh i really like that song i like the lyrics in that song um a lyric in it where it says uh and i didn't write this down but um was it i had to try a fuck to give why should i die so you can live which i thought was a nice just fun lyric um i may mention lyrics in the next album but um for this one uh I also liked Hell Down as well, because I really like the bass line in it. The bass line was it's just it's a really great bass line that drives the song in that song. In that mm-hmm. song. Which is just draws you into the thing. But I say the second half of the album is is um, well quite lovely, really, I suppose. Yeah. And I say the final track, particularly for you, is, is just a, just a cracking song. Also, lengthwise, Big tick again. This is an album that's thirty-six minutes long. Yay, Laura! <laughs> <laughs> and it was um, it was lump, by
0: the way. Don't your audience time to get bored. Yeah. Just you know, it was um, it was lump, by the way. I just looked it up.
1: Lump, yes.
0: Yeah, the collaboration. Um, but that's all by the bye because this is a classic Laura Marling album. Yeah,
1: I'm not ridiculous about Marling, actually. Might have to give that a spin in the next couple of days. Okay, we move on, finally, uh, to uh, Fiona Apple, and perhaps, surprisingly, only the fifth album from her since she released her debut album back in 1996. Yeah. It's funny, because I remember buying her second album, uh, When the Porn, blah, 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 blah. I can't recant the we cite, we can't, we cite the entire title, I think think at the time it was the longest album title ever but has since been beaten by other things I remember buying it because I'd read reviews of it in the music press and kind of thinking oh yeah it's getting great reviews and there's lots of artists I like who are saying that she's great Well, I bought it and I really fucking hated it I was just (laughs) really really hated (laughs) it The most the, the, the point, I didn't get it. I didn't see what others saw in it. Didn't see what anyone else was hearing, seeing. And it's just like, oh, no. And to be honest, it kind of put me off, uh, Miss Apple. So much so that until I'm listening to this record, I'm not sure, uh, other than perhaps maybe hearing songs on the radio, although she's not played on the radio a lot, um, I'm not sure I've ever listened to anything by her since. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, on the first listen of this album, a lot of that suppressed inbuilt memories of my loathing came flooding back. Um, and it was like, hmm, yes, this is why I didn't get like their music. Okay. Yes, hmm, yes, I was right. Hmm, ah. yes, yes. Um, however, the astute, the astute of you listening can probably guess I'm setting this up for a big butt. Yeah. Uh, and you'd be correct, because by the second or the third listen of this album, I was suddenly enchanted, addicted. Uh, to the lyrics and the music of this album. Um, and I, I was, yeah, captured, I think, is the, be- the best, best word it, for it. This is one of the most compelling records I've listened to for quite a while. It's certainly the most musically challenging record on the podcast, and perhaps the mus- most musically challenging record we've listened to, certainly, this year. Yes. Um, and it's an album that lyrically covers... Love, longing, uh, Me Too, rape, bullying, and much, much more. Um, and really, really love this record. Um, the, the arrangements of the songs, the use of the instrumentation is strange, inventive, surprising. And then that's all kind of, put together with really, really sharp, insightful lyrics uh, and storytelling in the songs themselves. Um, so I really like particularly uh, just, just generally song, song-wise and the storytelling. Um, the first track, I Want You To Love Me, which is just a great piece, of almost a great piece of pop, but a subversive pop. Um, Shamika, which is sort of a song about bullying but is just a song that I spent most of last week walking around the house singing, Shamika which to the <laughs> bizarre looks I was getting from the rest of my house I'm going, what are you, what, what, what? what? Well, Shamika, who Shamika, what, what, what? Uh, and, then, and then the title trap Fetch the bolt cutters, which is the song I've been singing most of this week. Well, at least the title bit, which is just yeah, just just great. But where it comes into its own is where you kind of re- read some of the stories about the things. And um, again, it's interesting that we were just talking about uh, the Laura Marling album where you got for you on that album. On this album, you've got a song called for her, which is. Uh, again, very much a a Me Too type thing and apparently a song written based on a story from a friend which has the very stark line, good morning, good morning, you raped me in the same bed your daughter was born in. Which works brilliantly partly because the lyric is so in your face, but also anyone that has a knowledge of any kind of musicals from growing up would know the good morning good morning kind of doris day kind of thing going on which makes it really really sub- subversive um so yeah um love this record it's not faultless but what it does it does really well and it's it's that classic thing that people always say about art, about any kind of art and go yeah art should be challenging not always Dua Lipa has proven that earlier, earlier on. It should also be, you know, it can also just be just enjoyable. But this is challenging, surprising, and just, yeah, really just a really, really interesting record. Really, really like it.
0: Yeah, um, I agree with much of what you said. Uh, it's, um, it's not what I expected uh, at all. Um, Whereas you obviously had expectations <laughs> at the start, there. Yes, um, there, wasn't a, there wasn't a high bar to get over no. for me. Um, no, it wasn't. It wasn't quite what I expected at all. And, and like you, um, it's a name. She's i I'm aware of. I was very aware of around the time of her, you know, debut uh, record and the follow up, uh, but then sort of forgot about. Um, so, so I my expectations, I had none, and but 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 this is certainly not what I expected at all. Um, I thought it was again very cleverly directed lyrically, very angry, but very well directed anger, if that makes sense, across the whole yeah, no album. Uh, touching on many of the themes, in fact, touching all the themes you've discussed already. Um, and Done in in a very sort of knowing way. Um, again, as with some of the other albums we've talked about today, I thought the I thought the first half was definitely more difficult to listen to. Um, lots, tons of percussion. Uh, yes, and and it was. I mean, that was a theme for the whole album, but particularly in that first half lots of stomping and clapping and banging and, and more stomping and, you know, just noise, uh, but done in a, in a rhythmic sort of a, a acoustical kind of company kind of, kind of way. Um, again, second half, then perhaps more melodious, more oh, traditional for want of a better word, but less experimental maybe. um, Again, some really quite kind of dark, but almost funny lyrics. I mean, um, Under the Table. Uh, Oh, love it. Love it. Love that. Um, And uh, I think it's Ladies. Um, And I like the idea in that of uh, things being left behind in in relationships and being passed on from a woman to woman in a sort of knowing way uh, I think she refers she refers in that song to you know uh, the the dress being left but it belongs to the ex-wife anyway so what the hell um,
1: yeah and it's also that thing that there's also that kind of feeling that song of, of the, that whole kind of thing of remember if your boyfriend's cheated on you it's not the girl he's cheated on she's not
0: the enemy she's 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 not the person that you should be angry with it's him kind of yeah thing. yeah exactly um so that's what I mean, that's sort of cleverly directed anger. Um Yeah, no, I, I really, really liked it. Really like I liked it much more than I thought I would.
1: Ditto. There you go. Yes. You're been supposed to hear it's my album of the month,
0: but uh... wow. that's a good thought. Um I think for me it has to be Dua lippa because I love pop. And um, I hate skater boy punk rock. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I think, I, I, you know, I, I think for most people listening that, you know, Juliper and uh, Fiona could be a good Yeah, uh, That's a good combo. combination.
0: Yeah.
1: I would say listen to Fiona first, maybe, and then cheer yourself up with a bit of Juliper. Yeah, exactly.
0: yeah, that's not to say, yeah, that they're both very good albums in their own right for very, very different reasons.
1: Indeed. Right. We've done another one. We've come to the end. We will be back. Wonderful. It's, it's not a threat. It's a promise. <laughs> Until the next lockdown recording, which may be sooner than you think. <laughs> it's very likely. Farewell
0: for now. See you then.